Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we're taking a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. (laughs) Now, Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we break them all the way down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. So excited. Uh, So happy to have you here. Kevin here alongside John, alongside our good new friend, Andrew, who's joined us again. So happy that Andrew, welcome back. Stoked to be here. Yay. Um, You say alongside. We're only alongside in this fucking Zoom meeting. Um, (laughs) True. Yeah, we're all hunkered down, um, enduring the COVID madness and hope that all of you are safe and well and passing your time with some six degrees of Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Um, I will uh, catch us up on what's happened up to this point in this one. Well, actually, I guess we haven't even said this is uh, episode three of our series on Over the that's Top. That's right. Welcome. The 1987 Stallone vehicle. Pun intended. <laughs> Sometimes we refer to a movie as a star-making vehicle. I would refer to this one as one that almost probably ended Stallone's career. A star diminishing yeah. vehicle. Yeah, yeah perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, a black hole. But a Nova. Stallone is playing That's the right. character Lincoln Hawk or Hawks, depending on who you're asking. That's right. Um, <laughs> and he is transporting his son, Mike, across country from his uh, military school graduation to his mother's hospital bed where she's set to undergo some type of surgery. Um, they're being hotly pursued by uh, Mike's grandfather, Lincoln Hawk's father-in-law, mm-hmm. Jason Cutler, played by the wonderful Robert Loja. He's got some goons after him. Basically, Mike and Lincoln are just bonding over the finer points of arm wrestling, <laughs> which is appears to be... Uh, Lincoln Hawk's first love. That's right. <laughs> in life. And, and hustling 15 year olds. <laughs> right. And uh, they just had escaped some of uh, Cutler's goons who tried to kidnap Mike and now. Did some property damage. That's yeah, right. Definitely some hit and run, uh, a little attempted kidnapping. And now the boys are continuing on the trip to uh, Christina Hawk's deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a spoiler? The final destination. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, we pick up. Hawks and Mike continue to bond in the truck. Um, and this is this is the point in the movie where Hawks sort of reveals his goal is to win enough money in Las Vegas at this arm wrestling tournament to start his own trucking company. So he's got high aspirations. Um, I feel and, like I feel like a, if this movie is any indication then arm wrestling could be the key to world peace. 
Because it seems like it's able to, it's, it can solve literally any dispute, it seems like. Like, it's, they're bond, these guys are bonding over it. It can get him out of debt or whatever the hell's going on. The judge once said that love can build a bridge between your heart and mine, but maybe what they meant was arm wrestling. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I dig, I dig uh, what this movie is selling. And I, I feel like I've, I've had that incremented with no argument can't be settled with it. Uh, rock, paper, scissors. So like, ah. <laughs> I feel like brute strength maybe like gives an unfair advantage to the strong, but like rock, paper, scissors is just a game of wits. Yes. That's well, true. This was Reagan. This was Reagan's America. Yeah. So um, <laughs> in this country, our hearts are open. Whoever's got the biggest muscles is going to win. Damn right. Mike, at this point, takes a sharp left turn into Awkwardville and asks, hey, dad, why'd you leave us? <laughs> uh, uh, Stallone, oh, well, Lincoln Hawks answers prices. Well, Mike, I had some reasons. Mike says what we're all thinking. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a vague bullshit cop out. And I think that Hawks, Hawks says, all I can say is, I know I made a mistake and it won't happen again. And I think that there's yes. no time more perfect than this to talk about why we think Lincoln Hawks left his <laughs> wife and infant son 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do we even um, start? We know that there's all kinds of animus, bad blood the year between was 1977. <laughs> Star Wars. It just yeah. cannot picture it. So, so what happened between Lincoln Hawk and the Cutler family, specifically Jason, that mm. caused him to leave his wife, who he still loves and still married to, and his son? Yeah. So what's the deal? Seemingly. I I feel like Jason Cutler is the head of a of a trucking empire. Interesting information we'll get a little bit later. So I think maybe I think Lincoln Hawk drove for him is one of his many truckers. Fell in love with, you know, it was one of those star-crossed lovers situations. Uh, fell in love with the boss's daughter. Mm. Cutler, of course, views this as like she's slumming it with yeah. this dirty trucker. Big um, time. Knocked her up. They got married. And then, yeah, Cutler probably said something, I'll fire you. And I think it's something along the lines of, I'll fire you and I'll cut you off, you know, if and my daughter, if you don't just leave. Interesting. That's what I think. Andrew, I get I get the feeling that I, I, I like Kevin's idea here. And I, I wonder if even if it's not a trucking thing, I feel like um, Jason Cutler has bankrupted Hawk. Um, <laughs> regardless, like he says earlier on in the movie that he seems to have some indication that like uh, that Lincoln can't support Mike. Right. Um I really feel like there's a strong implication that there's been some shady dealings that have bankrupted. Like maybe it was Lincoln's trucking company and like Jason got involved and like totally fucked that shit up. Interesting. So now he's down to one truck from the sixties and himself. And that's all he's got. Or, or it's a combination of the two or yeah, somewhere in between like some mix and match. I like thinking about, I like thinking about, um, I like thinking about, 
the trucking company that Cutler owned as being like a false front. It's like one of many businesses he owns. Like he probably owns Los Pollos Hermanos type fast food joints <laughs> yeah. too. To like diversify all to diversify his portfolio, right? So that he can clean the money. And so then if he owned this trucking company or if if Hawk's company was part of like contractors that he hired to do things and that mm. then he was able to sort of keep him under the thumb and, you know, plant drugs in the truck or bankrupt him somehow. That's so. where I also was thinking to myself based on Mike being under the impression that he was a drug dealer or something like that, that, yeah, as you say, maybe uh, Cutler either had Hawk transporting drugs without his knowledge or with his knowledge, or he could have just planted drugs on him. That makes more sense, actually, now that I think about it. Plant some drugs on him, make a tip to the police that this guy in the hawk hauling truck or whatever is is selling drugs to other truckers or something like this. I like that. I think that we're on to something, and I think that... <laughs> That would have been that answer probably would have not sat well with Mike, but it would have been nice if at some point it had been addressed. In yeah, the it would have been nice to have included some of these factors into the script. Like maybe maybe a remake should be done. <laughs> um, they I'd remade Point Break like twice as Fast and the Furious <laughs> and as Point Break. It's true. Um <laughs> A remake. That'd be awesome. I'd be who into a remake. The, who would play uh who would play Lincoln Hawk? That's a great question. Who the gives rock? off like the rock would be Is a Is he too good, big? I think he's too big. I think that you need like especially for the yeah. relationship to work with um like the the antagonist, like a bull hurley, that Lincoln yeah. Hawks can't be larger than life. Mm. He needs to be sort of like an everyman. So who's an everyman? Who's the everyman of could, our zeitgeist right now? I could see, I could see a John Krasinski who Ooh. has like made an interesting yeah. turn from the office into, um, some of the Jack Ryan stuff. But he's very um, tall. He's like six, three. He's pretty tall. Is he buff now? Mm. He is ripped as shit, but yeah, he's a good everyman. He'd be strong. I think that he would bring, he'd bring a depth to the character that definitely Stallone tried to capture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was um, out of Stallone's, uh, out of his wheelhouse. Stallone's so out of his element in this movie. God love yeah. him. It's just, he's so off the mark. Well, I think that we've answered that question. Um, <laughs> that That's as good a, a theory as, as any, and by any, we it's never addressed, and we just made it up, so... Um, yes. Yeah. So the the two pull into the Olive View Medical Center parking lot. Inside, um, Hawks asks for Christina Hawk... With yes. no S. <laughs> he knows his own name. <laughs> he he never for, fucks up his own name. It doesn't seem like. So he from never this, calls himself Hawks. From I don't this think point, so. No. Oh, he does. He does. We'll get to he it. He does call himself yeah, Hawks. He does. He does, does he call does. himself Hawks. At the, so, at the casino, right? At the casino. So he, he asks for Christina <laughs> Hawks with no S's room. And he tells the woman at the front desk that Christina was admitted for heart surgery. So here we find out what her mm. ailment was. She had a heart condition. Um, so and she's still go, and we find out she's still going by his name. Yeah, she's still going by Christina Hawk. Twelve years after, and, and that they're apparently still married. Um, I'm her husband. Uh, yes. the, the nurse at the desk tells him he probably wants to speak with a doctor working the case. And Hawk and Mike, you can kind of tell, are both like sharing glances. And there's like an ominous vibe picking up uh, from that nurse. Oh, yeah. A doctor comes over. 
um, calls him Mr. Hawk and tells him that Christina, <laughs> Christina died that afternoon in surgery. And, oh. and it hits like a ton of bull Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> this doctor was like an ancient Dick Van Dyke looking motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like that's why she died is because this doctor is a thousand years old. <laughs> he should not have been performing heart no. surgery. He, she died on the table. Well, you've laid in before you, you suspect some type of Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah, I, well, I, I think that, yeah. And, and we've seen, we got a good look at the surgeon. He looks like John mm. Waters' grandfather in some ways. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Uh, he's a thousand years old for sure. Um, and so it's possible that, yeah, he just bad. Well, she was too weak for the surgery and just passed away. Or we have a more sinister theory that was passed mm. through. Yes. I was thinking on the darkest timeline, if, uh, <laughs> if Jason Cutler saw his grip on Mike loosening, would he have taken it into his own hands to sort of have the doctor botch the surgery, remove Christina from the equation? What do you think, Andrew? I feel like there's, it's one of those unanswered questions. Like there's potential there, but like, you know, with, with a heart surgery, you think maybe she had some like cholesterol blockage. That's become she had a cholesterol poisoning. Cholesterol, <laughs> cholesterol poisoning was an issue earlier on. Eating too many big steaks. She was, a, she was addicted to fast food. Yeah. Christina. Maybe that's why the kid's so Damn. obsessed with the food, but like oh she's been God, in the hospital so as far as we know. So like there seems to be something wrong with her ahead of time. No, she's got heart disease. Like she's, she's got, got some sort of issue. issue. So I, I, I like Kevin's idea that maybe Jason knocks her off so that he can have a, a male heir. But I'm into this idea. It's one less obstacle yeah. than having full control of uh, young Mike. And from what we know of Jason Cutler, there's nothing the man doesn't have a plan for, right? Yes. And yes. everyone's in his back pocket. So that that makes sense to me. It's sinister, but it makes sense. It brings this movie into a very Shakespearean sort of place. It does. And which is not anything I ever thought that I would say about over the top, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln is devastated. Mike runs out, Hawk chases yeah. um, outside. He catches up and Mike blames Hawk for everything, for not having seen his mother one last time. It tells him you're never around when anyone needs you. And he yells mm. for a taxi and takes off. Not seeing your mom for one more time, though, that's fair because he really like dawdled on yeah. his way yeah. we from wherever he was to wherever he was going. We took the least direct route from Colorado yeah. to California. The kid was not entirely wrong. No, that's he say. was 100 percent right. And maybe that's why this is the only time in the movie when Mike tries to run away that Hawk doesn't give like actual chase. He like lets him run off. Cause I think he knows like, ah, fuck, maybe I, I really did cost this kid an opportunity to see his mom. I feel um, like there should be also some blame laid at the feet of Jason Cutler who tried to have him kidnapped. That's true. Along the way and probably slowed them down by several hours. 100% dealing with the police and mm -hmm. giving witness statements or whatever. Um, how were the two of them thinking that they were going to be able to visit Christina in her room the day she had heart surgery? Is that a thing oh. that happens? Oh man, know. my mom my mom had heart surgery and was like out two days later. Yeah, two like days later. Was, but did you see her like that afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah the day of. Fuck. Okay. And that was like that was like twenty years later. Okay. Because well, this movie this movie 
this is a stupid aside and probably not podcast worthy, but this was released on my second birthday. Yeah, that's podcast worthy. That stays in. Was it really? That's badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, you're that's a child awesome. of fate, my friend. You, yeah. This February, was meant to be. February 12th, 1987. This one came out. Does a taxi cab let an unaccompanied kid jump in the car and say, let's go and. In Reagan's America, he does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and does the taxi driver know the address of the Cutler estate? Is that just an acceptable address? Is that what Mike said? Mm-hmm. Did he say the Cutler estate? Oh, my yeah. God. Take me to the Cutler estate. <laughs> That's bad writing. I think that that cab driver could read the writing on the wall and he was like, this is going to be a bitchin' fair if I get this kid yeah. going, that there's going to be a big tip in it for me if I get this kid that to Bel Air. Um, meanwhile, the next day or a day or two later, at the funeral, Hawk pulls a big baller move and rolls up <laughs> in his next next to best outfit. Yeah, he shows up in his he shows up in his dress denims. His black denim <laughs> walks right up to the graveside during the interment blessing and lays like interrupts the whole ceremony and lays flowers on the casket. Of his wife, to be fair. Yeah, but it was his wife, but he's clearly persona non grata here. <laughs> I do like he had his he had his mourning his black uh, grieving denim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grieving denim. What bugged me more than anything, and always bugs me, is that he had no belt on. Like anytime someone's got a shirt tucked in and no belt, it just drives me crazy. It is a weird look. I fly into a rage. He's a suspenders guy. Was he wearing the suspenders in the scene? No, he was not. I don't not. think so, don't think but so. I don't know if he owns a belt. <laughs> that's too much temptation to hang himself. That's, oh, <laughs> oh, that shit's dark. That is so dark, but I like it. But again, I love, I love the, I love the, the old man in the, in the background. I think that's the husband. Like, everyone. <laughs> Uh, later that night, Hawk spends the evening. Before we move on, I got to say that the headstone said Christina Marie Cutler Hawk. So, like, I'm surprised that Cutler is letting Hawk go on the headstone. Yeah, maybe he was like, I'm not going to stick to her last wishes about anything else. I'll let her have the headstone she wanted. I guess so. And there was like another Cutler headstone, I think, nearby. I mean, it's like the family plot or something like yeah, that. Maybe it's his wife. Um, so later on, Hawk is contemplating life on the back of his truck, watching the sunset, Play, playing with a flashlight, <laughs> mag light, just flipping it on and off. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to go visit. I'm going to go visit the Cutler estate and try to try to put this thing right. And so mm. he approaches the mansion in his truck, denied entry by the guard who is played by Alan Graff, who fans yes. of 1980s movies know has been in, he was in fucking everything, including Poltergeist, Robocop, another 48 hours, Total Recall, Red Heat. I mean, the guy was in everything. And now is apparently making a killing uh, as a second unit director and stunt coordinator in Hollywood. Still That's like awesome. super, super active, super busy career, which I love. I knew he was a stunt man and he was, um, if any of you guys have watched Deadwood, he was like George Hurst's muscle. Oh, I haven't watched Deadwood, Deadwood yet. Yeah. Interesting. Actually a, a speaking part with lots of lines and stuff like that. But he nice. was he was still kind of the quiet, heavy guy. Also, right. the security goons are also just randomly handling flashlights. There was like a lot of flashlight product placement in this movie. That's just yeah. odd. Magalite was like, just make sure they're in as many scenes as possible, please. Well, yes. and, and rolling up, we like he's just 
blasting more exhaust the entire way <laughs> down that driveway. The like it's, driveway. it's dark at night even, and you see just like smoke pouring out of the two uh, upright exhaust pipes. Oh my like, god! This was a this was a uh, pro petroleum move, I think. Oh yeah. Well, maybe petroleum was banking this movie as well. Big gas. Yeah. So it's at this point that maybe one of the most egregious misnomers of the entire movie happens where he calls himself Lincoln Hawks with an S. <laughs> oh, this was a time too. Yes. Okay. He says, can you tell Jason Cutler that Lincoln Hawks is here? If anyway, you're they say, Stallone, how the fuck do you make this movie where you're calling yourself different names from scene to scene how do you not say hey director we got to just pick one name and stick with it no clue no clue that happens i don't either i don't get it i have no idea cocaine going in everyone's nose (laughs) that's a great great theory probably so um anyway he's denied entry he should have busted out like an i'll be back (laughs) because <laughs> he does just sort of w- wander off sheepishly but you know this is not the end he makes like he's leaving drives the truck in reverse back <laughs> up the driveway alan graff i think had his line yeah. where he's like he says to the other guy he's a loser <laughs> <laughs> but then as he's at the end of the driveway he floors that shit and 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 per- pe- perpetuates several thousand tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage by ramming through the gate hitting a security cruiser driving through the lush garden destroying a fountain (laughs) hitting hitting cutler's private limo and then crashing into the house and through the front door he hates those statues like he could have avoided all of them (laughs) just i mean I just, I don't get it. So it's just, yeah. He got the full head of steam going, man. And he just like plowed through all of that. This is not a great look. And then, and then walks into the house um, and begs Mike, Mike, come with me. Like, are, is anyone in their right mind going with that maniac? Is anyone getting in the truck at that point? This um, is not a great plan to try to win Mike over. Right. He and so he and Cutler have a confrontation. Cutler calls him Hawks with an S. Um, and then and then says, there's no way you're going to get away with what you've done. Michael Cutler's my boy, which is a sick and weird line. Weird thing to say. Coming from granddad. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Hawk had every chance, right, of getting him back through the courts. Right. Like he was more, he was likely to keep custody of Mike if he had just let the legal system play itself out. Right. But now he's freaking crashing cars or crashing his truck into this dude's house with fucking surgical precision. I might add, like he just knocked the door right off the hinges. (laughs) He knows what's up with that truck. Could have avoided the statues. <laughs> it's like Again, that truck is an extension of his body. We also yep. we also talked earlier about how he was going to try to resell that truck, so just <laughs> causing more damage to the truck. Depreciation. And, yeah. So also, this is the first time we see Mike rocking. The first time of a couple of times that we see Mike rocking some old school Adidas duds. So more product. There's a lot placement. of Adidas placement yeah. in the back yeah, half of this huge. movie. Um, it's at this point that Cutler's goons attack and detain Hawks until the police run in and arrest him <laughs> in front of his child. Um, I mean, they've got him for a destruction of property, uh, attempted kidnapping, probably. Uh, I mean, like, what are the, the list of charges it, yeah. would be long and involved. Attempt, attempted vehicular homicide, probably. Um, Malicious breaking and entering. Mischief or whatever. Property yeah. damage. 
Yeah, may, big and time. Somehow, this seems to have won Mike over somehow, though, because now all of a sudden he's on like Team Hawk again. Hawks. Call. <laughs> <laughs> He's an he's an ugly crier, this kid. Yeah, he is. But but I I wonder if that's one of the reasons how he got the job was because this kid can cry on demand and probably were like, we need someone that can. And he he looks convincing enough, but yeah, his his face is busted yeah. when he's crying. Um, they said we need to find the whiniest possible kid. We've we've got we've got that <laughs> Go. kid. The agent said, Oh, I've got we it. Have the tech yeah. we have the technology. We can build him. Um in lockup, a cop comes to get Hawks because he has a visitor. He actually says, You Hawks with an S. <laughs> yes, um, he sure does. And, and Hawks nods in, af- in affirmation. Um, it turns out to be Tim Salinger Cutler's secretary, who we've met before, he tells uh-huh. Hawks that if he agrees to leave the state, never come back. Uh, they won't prosecute. But if he contests that he assures them they've retained the services of the best lawyers. That's not how yeah. any of that works. No. <laughs> also, also, he's in a prison. Right. He, he's not in a jail. Like <laughs> he's, he's he is, he is quite literally in a prison. There's multi levels of floors and cells and all sorts of craziness going on here. I imagine that the white folk in Bel Air, they protect them. Their, their jail is probably an actual prison. Um, but yeah, certain crimes <laughs> like felony crimes, you're not allowed to just drop charges. They are if you're circumventing the legal system. If you were to whatever, slash somebody with a knife and then the person that you slash says, you know what? I don't care to press charges. Once the police have come involved, like gotten involved, it doesn't matter whether yeah. you want to press charges anymore or not. But doesn't it make it makes me think again that Jason Cutler, his reach is long and that he can just be like, He'll just pay the police chief or whoever would oh, be yeah. pressing charges and be like, we'll pay you off. We don't want to press charges, but we want to let he him owns leave. The, I own the police. Jason Cutler's a shady motherfucker. Where do you think Stallone found a shirt with such short sleeves? Like, <laughs> I think every piece of clothing that he owned in that movie that wasn't some of his dress denim was supposed to accentuate his <laughs> physique. Show the bicep. It's much like, much like Van Damme's uh, wardrobe in Kickboxer or... Mostly just yeah. kickboxer. <laughs> he's got a guy. He's got a guy who tailors garments to, yeah. to flatter him. <laughs> he's like, uh, shorten, shorten these sleeves. Shorten these sleeves. Can you shorten the sleeves, please? Can you make yeah. the? Can you make too the, long. Make the V deeper, deeper, <laughs> yeah. deeper, deeper. I want to see my. I want to see my belly button. Stain it with sweat. <laughs> I want it yellow here, dude. It is disturbing though how often and how vocally he's being called Hawk and Hawks inter- just interchangeably. It's mind numbing to me. You don't hear in, in any other movie, you don't hear the character's name being said aloud this much. I, I can find it believable that a character named Lincoln Hawk can have a nickname that he has with friends or, or whoever. And they call him Hawks. I, I buy or, that. Or vice versa. Or your name is Hawks and your friends mm-hmm. call you a Hawk. Yeah, but for him to introduce himself interchangeably <laughs> as Lincoln Hawk and Lincoln Hawks is unforgivable. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how it's allowed to happen, but Hawk seems. <laughs> I kind of get know. the feeling. I kind of get the feeling that if the stories are true and Stallone really did like think this movie was just horseshit from the beginning, that he was probably just doing stuff to see if he could get away with it. His quotes after Ooh. the fact, decades later, 
were that he knew it was going to be bad. That they were offering him so much money that he had to say yes. And that he just figured, well, no one's going to see the movie anyway. But you're Stallone. You're one of the bigger stars in the world. Of course, people right. are going to see it. But don't I mean, is it too far fetched to think that he was probably like, I'm going to just do whatever I feel like and whatever comes out of my mouth. I'm just not going to overthink it. That's possible. I don't feel like he's ever overthought anything in any performance I've ever seen. Though. 100% correct. Like, overthinking is not the problem that Stallone has. Underthinking for sure. Underthinking and taking himself too seriously. Yeah. That's like his yeah. MO. And I, I get think that. They filmed, I think they filmed half the movie with his name being Hawks. And then they thought that, wait, Lincoln Hawk is a cooler name. Let's I can just. See that. Call him Hawk the rest of the way, and we'll try to fix the other shit in post-production. We'll try yeah. to edit it, but mm. it's impossible. You can't do that. Not in that day and age. That that effort was not made, apparently. Nah. Um, so anyway, uh, Poindexter gives, <laughs> gives Hawks the rundown, uh, and Hawks says, what does Mike say? And yes. funny, you Let's should ask. Mike we, decide. We, we've brought the child to the jail to talk to you to the prison. <laughs> prison. Um, so yes. they talk it out. Mike says, and this is not. This is completely reasonable. Mike says he feels like he has a home with his grandfather, and that a life with his dad would be filled with uncertainty, which is absolutely, absolutely. fair, one hundred percent fair. Um, Hawk's only assurance is that they'd be together. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but we'll be together, which is not which is not great. He could That's say romance again. Living out of my truck. We'll get a house yeah. or something. We'll settle down. I can I can always change career or anything. That, he doesn't say a damn thing. Like we don't I don't think Lincoln Hawk has a home, do you? No, no, he's sleeping in that truck. He's man. definitely living out of the truck. He, do, he doesn't. Does he have a mailing address? Does he have like? Is it a PO? He, he probably has he a PO box. Has he has a PO box a, somewhere. He doesn't even have an apartment anywhere, right? He's living in that truck. The, the letters that come later on, I didn't. I didn't check to see the return address. Um, I was too distracted by the childish writing on all of it. Um, we'll get back to it because a lot of those letters yeah. were postmarked from overseas, which right. also made me think that it plays into the whole he was. A vagabond for drugs and interesting, was, very interesting. Anyway. Maybe, maybe Lincoln Hawk is a pseudonym for John Rambo. Oh, who, shit. This could be what <laughs> Rambo does in between massacres. He, uh, yeah, this is a crossover type situation. That's <laughs> right. A truck in between perpetuating millions of dollars worth of violence. Write some letters home to Mike while he's shredding <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> like a true lies alter ego. Um, but she, as you say, there's no reason for Mike to have been won over no. by anything that uh, Lincoln has done in the past few days. No, not at no. all. Um, yeah. Hawk's only reassurance is that, you know, we'll be together and I want to do, I want to do right by you and try to put things back together. <laughs> then we get, we get the most cringeworthy line and then he doubles down and says it again. But I think I wrote this down too. <laughs> I want to give you what's inside of me. <laughs> what do we think about that line from father to son? I, I mean, I, I'll, I used that line on a date last night. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that move yeah, plays he, with, he, with the ladies. He yeah. says, he said, I'm just a father who messed up pretty bad. I know that. I've done things real wrong. It's like these just are deep thoughts uh -huh. coming from Lincoln Hawk here. That's even right. In yeah. the, I, want to, I want to give you what's inside of me. Even in the best of situations, without... <laughs> 
without being <laughs> cynical, without being snide, like what is that supposed to mean? I like my hope. I, I have like lessons I want to teach you. Maybe that's what I think is like, I'm a good guy and I have a lot of redeeming qualities. But then he doubles <laughs> down and says, I have something inside me that I want to give <laughs> to the only person that means something to me. He was like, I couldn't uh, let it go the first time. I'm going to say it again, bitch. <laughs> how how yeah. do you say that line with a straight face? I think I think he bought it. Stallone's a serious actor, man. <laughs> Stallone probably wrote that line. He guaranteed wrote that line. Yeah. Okay. I have something inside of me, Andrew, that I want to no give one you. Had the, no one had the nerve to question him, to say, like, uh, you might want to rethink this line, Sly. Or maybe they did They did question him, and he insisted, and he's making... I won't say any other know, line. Three quarters of the film's budget, so he's like, I'm not moving. I'm going to do this. Pay me or don't. I've heard some horror stories from Stallone, like, about... Yeah, one hundred. Well, he he apparently had last cut rights to the film for this so, film for this film. So he can't blame anybody else for this movie being a piece of shit. No, um, it's crazy to me to read interviews from him that says where he says I would have done it all differently. I would have gotten rid of all the pop songs. I would have done like a scored movie. Um, and, and oh, yeah, I would have been a gritty urban <laughs> setting. And yeah. And that I would have, he would have made the, the last showdown, the, the tournament would have been more intense and less of a carnival. And I'm like, Weird. none of that would have fixed this movie, dude. The tournament <laughs> is intense and a carnival. That's yeah. inseparable. It's awesome. <clears throat> Shut up. His ideas to me sound like they would have made the movie worse. Yeah. Stallone. I, again, I, we, there are very few, Instinct, I think that Stallone has ever followed that were good ones. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so again, did Stallone uh, ever win an Academy Award? Did he win an Oscar for Rocky for the Rocky screenplay? won Best Picture? Yeah, Rocky but was Best Picture. I don't think so. He wasn't a producer though on that. He like, wrote it think, though, but he got he wrote the screenplay. He might have got. I'm looking it up right now. He might have gotten an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. I'll I'll give you that if you wrote an a Best Picture winning movie, you. As much as anybody else, one best picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 100%. I agree. Agreed. And he got the Oscar also for uh, supporting actor um, in Creed. He didn't win, though, did he? He got a nomination? Yeah, he won. He won I'm, for Creed? I'm pretty sure he won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check that, too, just so we're I don't remember that. I don't it. remember Stallone winning an Oscar for acting. <laughs> so he was nominated for acting for Rocky, but did not win. Uh-huh. Was nominated for screenplay, but did not win. He did. He did not take home a statue for Rocky. Damn. Although I agree with you, if you wrote the screenplay for the best picture, you should get a. You yeah. should get the statue for that. I apologize. He won the Golden Globe for oh, best awesome. supporting. That's still impressive. For Way Creed and was nominated, which is interesting. You know, the old <laughs> adage. Yeah, he won just to be nominated. He won best supporting actor for uh, the Golden Globes for Creed. Nice. So at the end of this conversation, Hawks has done the best as he, the best that he can to try to reassure Mike. But Mike says, "I can't, I can't go with you." And Hawks is visibly crushed, and says he understands. But um, as Mike is leaving, he tries to remind him that the world meets nobody halfway, and to do always do what's best for you. Um, and then he tells Tim to have the papers drawn up. Him saying that about always do what's best for you, does that speak to, I feel like maybe that's like what led him 
away from his family, but I don't Always know if doing... it's that, that I should have done what was best for me, which would have been to stay. I don't right. know. I feel like that was the soul searching moment of like, my big mistake was not doing what was best for me, which would right. have been not to leave. Right. Ironically, I feel like that would be Jason Cutler's advice also, which do is best for you. do what's best for you and fuck everyone else. That's every sociopath's, uh, <laughs> for real. Um, Woody, well, that's a real kick in the head. He assents, to, he assents to Mike's wishes and says to have the papers drawn up. And so he is now um, not legally going to be Mike's guardian, I guess, anymore. <laughs> if, you were, if you were trying to convince someone to give up their life of luxury and come live a vagabond life with you. And <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase. If you were in Mike's shoes, a young, a 12-year-old, and a guy is trying to convince you to come live with him and his best sales pitch is, I want to give you what's inside of me. Mm-hmm. Would you, would I think feel like that would push me the other way? No, I'm sold. I'd want to, <laughs> I'd want to know what's inside of him. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask, can I ask what it's shaped yeah. like first? Like, what color oh, is it? <laughs> oh what are we God. talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Here, Mike is also dressed like a child version of Jared Kushner. Yeah, he does look a little waspy. He does look a little bit waspy. Did he have the, did he have the navy blazer and khakis? Damn yeah, right. he's got brass buttons. Uh, he's a little sallow. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely the darkest chapter of the movie, and um, and it's where we're going to leave you guys this time because we're out of time. Um, that was brisk. <laughs> I can't believe we already got through all that. That was that yeah. was action packed part of the movie. Actually, in fact, I can't wait to hear the rest. I can't wait to find out what happens next. <laughs> oh Andrew, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Awesome. So glad I you love this are, movie. Oh, it's so terrible, but I, I do love it. I, I would pop, I watched it this morning. I put the DVD in and I'll watch it again. Love it so much. <laughs> watch it again for, to go <laughs> to sleep yeah. too. Um, are we still, is this the episode? Is the episode still on right now? No, we're done. We're done. Okay. That's it, right. baby. Cool. We're Bye. finished <laughs> until next time. <laughs> Oh!